0: Hey, you hear that? That's what home field sounds like. It's how you know it's time to go for the win. Gambit DC is your home field advantage for sports betting. Bet from almost anywhere in DC with an easy-to-use app and convenient betting locations
1: district-wide. Online, in-app, or in-person. Get the home field advantage with Gambit DC.
0: Must be 18 or older to bet. Please play responsibly. This? I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do this shit. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Monday... Edition of the show. We have two divisions left, Kyle the AFC West and the NFC South. And today we start the NFC South with the Carolina Panthers and the New Orleans Saints. Welcome.
1: Keep pounding, Joe. Oh, yeah. Keep pounding, baby. Now, listen, have you read the title of this room yet?
0: It says, Are We There Yet?
1: Are We There Yet? This series, (laughs) it's been long. We've been very comprehensive, and I want to thank the fans of the AFC West and the NFC South for sticking with us because we're here. We're at the end of the line. This is the last week of this series, and then uh, just like Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots, we're on to Cincinnati. We're on to 2020, Joe.
0: Yeah. Looking forward to it. I started peeping prospects last week. Peeping. Peeping. You still who'd you peep? Charles Snowden, edge rusher. Well, I guess he's like a hybrid type edge off ball linebacker from Virginia. Believe it or not, that's the first guy I watched.
1: Yeah, no, that doesn't surprise me at all that you're watching Virginia Cavaliers.
0: Uh hi, Sophie. Um, yeah, I don't the defense is fun, man. I've had so much fun with that defense, I didn't wanna didn't want to stop. So he popped, he's a, soft, a true sophomore last year and he pops so much when i was watching you know Bryce Hall and my weekly date with him uh wanted to get eyes on him so weekly date yeah man
1: <laughs> all right
0: cool you had you had a weekly date with Brett Rippian last year so you know you, you know how this goes yeah it's true i'm not going to argue with you <laughs> sitting there what does it look 10:30 you're ready to fire up Boise state and freaking yeah, i'm Air popping Force. A,
1: popping a monster energy drink and- <laughs> Getting fired up to watch Boise State play Wyoming.
0: <laughs> right. Highlight Life of your day. Highlight of your day, sir. I highly uh,
1: recommend you you create time and watch Jerry Judy, though. Oh, I, th- I heard he's pretty good. Oh, yeah. my God.
0: <laughs> he's insane. I think he's Mel Kuyper's number one prospect.
1: I believe I saw that as well. He is a unicorn, though. Hmm. He He had one rep. Who are they playing? They were playing Clemson, as a natty and he put he put Mullen in a blender, and he must have banged off his his vertical stem four different times, and just he had uh Mullen looking like he was on a dance dance revolution, <laughs> trying to stay with him, da, 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 and it didn't work.
0: Kyle, speaking of unicorns, is there any unicorns in the finale of Game of Thrones?
1: Oh, uh, there are not. Oh man. There are no unicorns. Hate to be the bear of bad news. Um, a lot of people pissed off about this.
0: I can't uh, wait to you, be pissed off in, in 65 more episodes.
1: No, 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 no. I don't think you. Well, you watched two more?
0: No, I'm just kidding. 60. No, I, there's 10 in season yeah. one. So I just finished season one. So I have 63 more episodes. 63. Left. 63. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the longer I go,
1: the more I appreciate the way it, it ended. I think people were too emotionally attached to the specific characters and invested in like it ending a certain way. And uh, I think that, that once you apply logic and see the poetic justice behind all of it, uh, it was, it was fitting for the characters and, and what their stories were like and, and what they'd been through and who they are. So I think if I went back and watched from the beginning, I'd appreciate it even more. Now, you, first time through, if you're going to get the shock value, you'll probably be upset a little bit.
0: Well, that's Kyle, I've watched 10 episodes. And if there's anything that 10 episodes of Game of Thrones has taught me, it's to not expect the happy ending. All right? So I don't know what happens here in 63 more episodes, but I know that whatever I want to happen, I'm already getting myself ready for that to not be the case. Because I've already had my heart broken, all right, once in 10 episodes. By 63, I'm sure I'll be ready for this outcome. Poor dead Ned. My well, look, maybe there's somebody. All right, look, I've been I've way? been like Barry Sanders on on social media today and last night trying to avoid Dude, the Game of Thrones spoilers. I so
1: the next two weeks you need to just log on, say what you need to say, and log
0: I, back that's off. That's what I did today. And the Bills start OTAs today, so I'm trying to like stay somewhat engaged to find out what the hell's going on with that.
1: Nah, you got to read <laughs> news stories. You can't be on social.
0: <laughs> well, I'm I've, uh, I'm working on my juke moves. Have been good so far, so. You got to mute all those words too. I don't have the rest of my life to spend muting words. So have to rip through it quick. Yeah.
1: Should we rip through the uh, first two teams in the NFC West or East or South fourth times chart? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Let's do it. All right. Panthers Uh, and Saints. Panthers. You want on this?
1: Keep pounding. No, it's your local team. You need to.
0: Yeah. Um. Man, there's one part of me that loves this class, and there's one part of me that says, I'm not sure anyone on this draft class is going to help them. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a weird way to look at the draft. Obviously, the Brian Burns pick at number 16, getting who I thought was the best pass rusher in the class, for a defense that wants to be more multiple. I couldn't love that anymore. You get him chances to play in space, get him chances to use those great traits to rush the passer. I think he's going to make a big-time impact on this new multifaceted defense for the Panthers. So starting off with the, on, a, on a positive note with with that pick was one of the steals, maybe the biggest steal of the first round in my opinion.
1: Keep pounding, Joe. Good analysis here. Agree with you wholehearted. Now, w- when I weighed the pick value versus the rank value against the trade, the old Jimmy Johnson trade value chart, the Brian Burns pick was the third best value in the entire draft getting my number two player at 16 so I think Carolina didn't make this harder than it has to be you know you think about some of the the defensive ends that they've had in years past in recent history and I understand that they've had a general manager change within the past couple of years so uh, we're we're willing to break some of the trends and the rules that you could apply to rosters of years past they like guys a little thicker than Brian Burns didn't they Under Dave Gettleman?
0: Of course they do.
1: So this is uh, kind of a a fresh approach to pass rushers for fans in Carolina, and I think it's a home run. Now you move beyond that. Uh, Carolina managed to get uh, two more top 100 players for me. Uh, They got my 99th rated player in Will Greer at pick 100, which is a good value there, right where it should be. And they got Christian Miller, my 85th rated player at 115 uh both of those guys for me were third round values so Greer I get where you're coming from especially when you say I don't know if that's a pick that's going to help this team right now right like the Cam Newton shoulder situation is something to monitor but from what I understand correct me if I'm wrong you're the local guy they're pretty optimistic about Mm -hmm. the shoulder for 2019 yep so a top 100 pick that probably Could have been afforded to go somewhere else if you you wanted to try and get back into the arms race here in the NFC South, but uh, I, I like the pass rush duo for sure of Burns and Christian Miller, Joe.
0: Well, and that's the thing about the Greer pick is as I like the Greer pick, right? So because the Carolina Panthers have not drafted a quarterback at all since Cam Newton in 2011. So they haven't even given themselves that opportunity to develop a guy and and see what they have and potentially make a trade or make sure that there's, you know, a quality guy behind Cam. I know that they kind of got used to being to having Derek Anderson in that role. But this past year, I mean, it was game over when Cam was no longer able to throw a football. (laughs) It was season was over. Right. That was it and um and Taylor Heineken. oh gosh um yeah so i mean hopefully hopefully this gives them a true option behind cam if he were to not be healthy or you know look if cam just can't get his health right to have some type of a plan in place so i was i was on board with that but like look at this draft right love the burns pick already went through that greg little i don't think he's a starting left tackle in the nfl and, and i wrote about that in my panthers draft mulligan for the draft network.com i just don't see a viable starter there he's going to need time and this isn't a team with time. Ron Rivera's coaching for his life this year, right? Not only does he need to give the Panthers a winning season, he needs to convince Dave Tepper, their new owner, that he can win for consistently moving forward. Because that trigger was it sounded like last year they were they were ready to move on if Mike Tomlin was available. And if, if Ron Rivera doesn't prove this year that he can be a consistent winner, then he's not going to be coaching beyond this year. And so – Greg Little, I don't think, at a minimum, maybe he will be a good left tackle in time. I don't see it happening in 2020. Greg Will Will Greer, backup quarterback. Christian Miller, love the talent. Five-star recruit, super talented, always hurt. Jordan Scarlett, one of the worst picks in the entire draft. Dennis Daly, depth offensive tackle. And I don't know if there's a course to Terry Godwin sticking on this roster. So when you look at this class in totality, there's a reasonable case to be made that outside of the Brian Burns pick. There's no impact from this class at all this year.
1: I mean, you're obviously banking on Greg Little giving you something. 100%. thirty seven picked him, 30, picked 100%. him 37. Yeah. Now he's, they lost Khalil, right? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> at the absolute worst, is Greg an upgrade over Matt Khalil?
0: Well, I mean, I think so. of course, but they, so they got by with like this mix of Taylor Moton and Chris Clark last year at left tackle. Not ideal, right? The investment needed to be made and somebody made a good point to me on Twitter. They said, Hey, look, at a minimum, Greg little gives them a guy that's actual, like a guy that can play left tackle because in an ideal world, Darrell Williams is a right tackle and and Taylor Moton's a right tackle. And at a minimum Taylor Moton can maybe be that left guard where they have a guard, right? You play him at guard, but now you need Greg little to be that dude. Right. And, Body control issues, lack of range. His base is just ridiculously wide. I just don't like the way he moves. I don't like his body control. And all right, well, go block the best pass rushers in the world. I don't know. I have questions about that right now. Only well, good news is he gets to block Marcus Davenport twice a year. So. Oh, gosh, Kyle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this. Looking at the looking at the depth chart,
0: yeah. Taylor
1: Moton needs to play left guard.
0: Greg Van Roten ain't it at left guard. I'll tell you that. Because, I mean, yeah.
1: if, if Greg Little – can give you an upgrade over what you had at left tackle last year at all. And then you got Moton inside a guard. I think he's better suited for guard, Mm -hmm. especially when you still have Darrell Williams one year deal, right? He's kind of on a prove it deal because he got hurt last year.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: Uh, They signed Max Paradis, which is a great signing for them. And then Trey Turner, right guard, like you got a pretty solid front five. If Greg little can be an average starter for you. That's
0: and I feel concern. like that's what you're banking on.
1: Yeah. That you're mean, concerned about it
0: too. I mean, I get the, the, yeah, the
1: optimism. I, I, I am, but I'm sitting <laughs> here saying like you picked him 37. That's that's the expectation oh. like right away. And
0: they traded that up. It has to, him. to
1: be the expectation. Yep. Yeah. Have to. So uh, I think that Greg little, I agree with you in that. I think that Greg little pick will define this class because you expect Burns to start. I expect Burns to flourish in the NFL. I think it'll be fine. He'll be a very impactful pass rusher. But if you walk away from this draft class and you get one starter, it's a bad class,
0: period. If there's one of these day three picks that you would say you you can get behind it, which one do you like?
1: Jordan Scarlett. Oh, my God. No, I'm
0: just kidding. I just wanted
1: wanted to trigger
0: you. (laughs) You did it successfully, too.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Scarlett was my 275th ranked player in 154. Kind of polar opposite of what you need there, right? I mean, dude's just a a downhill hammer, run, angry type guy. uh, Is going to have a very small, segmented, specified piece of the playbook versus what you're going to run with Christian McCaffrey (laughs) and. Got a better running back in Elijah Holyfield yeah. as a UDFA. Uh-huh. So a
0: million times better running back.
1: Yikes. All right. So um I think Dennis Daly was appropriate value. I had him 207. He went 212. Um guy that can play inside. I think he's physically limited, but each each and every year you see guys that are a little physically limited come into the league. And they they kind of meet your size thresholds and your functional strength thresholds. And if you can play forward, you can at least make a positive impact in some areas of the game. And it's easier. And Carolina's done this in the past when Daryl Williams was developing as a player to kind of protect a player who might struggle a little bit in pass protection. And sure, you make some concessions with your passing offense when you have to keep a tight end in, or you have to bring the backs to that side to chip and then slide protection away from that player and. But I think Dennis Daly is a backup offensive tackle in the sixth round. Maybe you want to try him inside because he doesn't have great movement skills in space. I had no issues with that pick. I think that was appropriate value. And I like the fact that we're doubling down on offensive tackle. So I like the idea behind the pick too. Yeah,
0: Terry Godwin was kind of interesting to me because to me, Terry Godwin, his, his course of staying on the roster is being a starting slot, right? Because I don't think... He has a skill set They're tram- not going to be able to do it, right? So no. in front of him on the depth chart, DJ Moore, Jarris, right? Chris Hogan, Tory Smith, Curtis Samuel.
1: <laughs> That's the five rosterable.
0: Right. Right <laughs> so, I mean, unless they go thin somewhere else, uh, you know, I, I, I you stash him on the practice squad because he's an insurance policy, but, you know, I, I like him as a potential slot, but. With this group of, of receivers, it was interesting to me. The daily pick, I kind of can get behind, like you mentioned there, in the in the, in the late rounds there. Maybe maybe some inside-outside flexibility, but he's a physical dude, right? There's no questions about his power and his ability to move bodies on the line of scrimmage. So you get a utility blocker, maybe he can be the successor to Darrell Williams, maybe, maybe he can play guard. I, I just think it gives you some options. So he was probably my favorite day three pick for Carolina, not including Christian Miller. Great minds think alike. Who day? Saints. Saints? Is it, is it Who Day or Who Dat? I, you know, I can never remember. Who Dat. Who Dat Nation. Yeah. Who Dat say they gonna beat them Saints. Is that how you remember it all the time? Yes, I sing the jingle. Okay, and Who Day is the Bengals?
1: Yeah, Who days the Bengals. All right. Fun fact about the uh, New Orleans Saints five-player draft class yeah. that had one pick in the first two days. Uh they somehow managed to draft two of my top twenty players in this year's God, class.
0: Two of my top twenty-two, man.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. So they got Eric McCoy, my 19th rated player at 48, traded up from 62 with the Miami Dolphins. Thank you very much. That led to Josh Rosen. And then a 105, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, safety, nickel, flex, hybrid, whatever you want to call him, was a top 20 fl- player for me as well. They got him at 105. And um, did did we ever have any definitive evidence as to what caused this slide? They,
0: I heard uh, the one thing that I saw on Twitter, somebody reputable had said that he was not impressive in team meetings. Right. And I think he went on like 30 or 31 of them where he kind of went in there with a ver- with an arrogance about him. And another person that I spoke to said the NFL doesn't forget about bad tape in 2017. Wasn't good. Those are two answers I got when I tried to figure this out.
1: No, I think that's fair. His tape in 2017 was shit. Right. (laughs) It was couldn't tackle to save his life. But he got a lot better. Yeah. Like a lot better as a tackler. And he's got really nice click and close. I actually thought he was a better athlete than what he tested, too. So maybe that kind of, you know, all of these things pooling together was, was a catalyst for him to slide a little bit. But yeah uh 16th rated player at 105 terrific overall value with their top two picks uh their top two picks at 48 and 105 in this year's class a really nice job for the saints
0: yeah i mean and this is to me this is a redeeming draft because i it's well documented what i thought about what they did last year i gave them an f and saints who that nation came at me pretty hard and you know they really didn't get great contributions from that rookie class last year but for them to come away with You know, two players that you and I both have within our top 25 for me, top 20 for you. Holy crap. And not picking, you know, until 48, 48 and 105 are your top two picks. And you get my training up to get to 48. (laughs) You originally weren't going to pick till 62. Jesus, man, 16. They get my 16 and 22 prospect. I mean, that's two first rounders. They got two first round talents that didn't have a first round pick. I mean, that's I don't care what you did the rest of the way. I really don't. That is that is an absolutely masterful job, especially with the the needs that those those players fill with with the Max Unger retirement for them to right. be able to snag Eric McCoy, who is a plug and play center. And they were they gave some money to friggin' Nick Easton to be that guy, and and that was never a good idea. So, uh, center is so important, you know, especially for an offense where. Uh, timing is so critical with Drew Brees and what he, well all that he's able to do making sure that that glue piece on the interior is there to take care of the protection and that way Drew Brees can focus on the secondary I thought that was masterful and every defense needs a player like Chauncey Gardner Johnson that can play low safety high safety big slot tackle quick trigger downhill I mean to me this this was just a masterful job from the Saints who I thought were incredible in 2017, they took a dump in 2018, and hey, this was a hell of a job in 2019.
1: Yeah, Um, you look at the rest of the class, they had Saquon Hampton, uh, defensive back from Rutgers at 177, Elise Mack at 231, and Caden Ellis, uh, who actually played both ways at Idaho, really fun tape, at 244. uh, Elise Mack actually snuck into my top 100 players as well. So they got three top 100 players, two top 20 players, and had one pick in the top 100 picks. Somehow managed to pull it off. Uh, But their other two players, Saquon Hampton and Caden Ellis, for me, uh, even though they're fun tape, it's not necessarily promising tape. I think Ellis is a good athlete, but he's got a lot of development ahead of him. He's going to play linebacker at the next level. Uh, Saquon Hampton kind of banged up throughout the course of his career at Rutgers and not really impressive from an athletic uh, profile that he presents to, so those two guys for me, I gave UDFA grades to. So the Saints either hit home runs with their picks, or they pick guys that I would have rather have seen go undrafted and target later. Um, but like you said, when when you get that kind of value early, or you get that kind of value late, I guess when you are considering they pick forty eight and one hundred five, and even Elise Mack at, at two thirty one, I, I really like his potential as a receiving tight end on this roster. Uh, I, I think you have to get excited about the class as a whole. This this scored as the best value draft class for me in the 2019 NFL draft versus my own personal evaluations of the players just because they got incredible value with three of their picks.
0: And if there's a spot – you know, I had my reservations about Alizé Mack, which we dis- we debated heavily in the Battle of the Boards – if there's a spot for him to flourish, right? Like it's here. Yeah, this is the spot. And and uh, I know they brought in Jared. Got a Cook. great, got
1: to learn. Be- I was going to say, great guy to learn with behind yeah. Jared Cook. Very
0: similar type strengths and weaknesses coming out. So I don't know how long Drew Brees is going to be the quarterback and how much you know he'll be able to to hook up with Mac. But I mean, you could you can cause some problems here with with some of the size speed combinations you can put on the field at the same time and and really stress defenses in a lot of ways. So like, like that pick there later on.
1: Is this is a Super Bowl roster. Yeah, it
0: is. I've been thinking a lot about my Super Bowl picks because I know everyone just is in pins and needles, wondering who Joe Marino predicts for the Super Bowl, and and I I am having a hard time moving away from New Orleans from this conference, especially a yeah. team that's hungry, pissed off as hell, coming off last year with the way that they got hosed. Uh, this is a good football team. It's great, great coaching and in a Hall of Fame quarterback. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. If you can point to another team and convince me that they're that New Orleans shouldn't be your your pick for the NFC.
1: Listen, this this defense is rock solid too. You know, we we talk about the offense, but a defensive depth chart with Cam Jordan, Sheldon Rankins, Malcolm Brown, Marcus Davenport, uh AJ Klein, Alex Anzalone, Demario Davis, Von Bell, Marcus Williams, Johnson Gardner Johnson, Marshawn Lattimore, Eli Apple, PJ What like Really good. Patrick Robinson's on this roster. Ken Crawley's not a bad football player. They got talent. They yep. got a lot of talent on both sides of the football. And I'm kind of with you, man. I I I like what a lot of teams in the NFC did. I like what the Eagles did. I did like what the Cowboys did. Cowboys are kind of in that winning window right now. I like some of what Seattle did. I think the Rams had a decent class.
0: What do you that think about seems. Green Bay? I mean, is Green Bay the – you know, I'm always uh, – this Aaron Rodgers thing inside of me is always going to have me pushing in that direction. Right. I mean, you can't write them off. No. No question. No. Been, they write, got better.
1: You got Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. It's – I think for them it's like how quickly can you get the chemistry with the new coaching yeah. staff?
0: Oh, 100%. There? Yeah. It, it, so it really, I, I think that's mm-hmm. – if, if Wentz is going to be the Wentz we saw at the beginning of 2017, yeah. that team's freaking good. All about who's going to play the Patriots in the Super Bowl, right? Or the Chargers, nope. or the Chargers? Nope, nope. Colts, Colts. Okay, man, it's freaking May. We can't be getting this excited yet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I listen. I, did, I wrote studs and duds today at DraftNetwork.com, and I kind of just overviewed the Colts as a team and and what they were able to do this offseason. season. And you know, it might not be 2019 that they get it done. But they're set up in a really, really good spot, especially especially
0: now with Swag Kelly. I'm oh no the, doubt, yeah, I'm a game team. changer, right? Jim Kelly's pulling some strings, brother. He convinced John Elway to draft this bum, and somehow his 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 uh, backup quarterback Frank Reich is committing a, a spot on his ninety to Chad Kelly with his track yeah. record. I'll tell yeah. you, I know anybody I know. will do things for Jim Kelly, and I, I guess I don't blame him. Job. But my God. It's all about it's all all about who you know.
1: <laughs> that's what they say about getting in the league. I um, think that's going to do it, Joe. Any parting thoughts?
0: You know, you better wrap because I'm going off the rails here with random talking points and uh, it's got a long summer out of us.
1: When when are you starting season two of Game of Thrones?
0: Uh, well, I wanted to last night while everyone was enjoying the finale, but the uh, the shared Hulu account that I'm using, they were watching the finale, and I didn't feel it was appropriate to bump them, so. Uh, Hopefully, me and the misses will will get to work tonight. Okay, it
1: sounds good. I look forward to the updates.
0: Um, shoot, I
1: might start over. Should I don't know you? what to do with my Sunday nights now.
0: Well, I went ahead and ordered. I went ahead and ordered the uh, the book set, so that I'm I'm in good shape for when it's over. I'm oh, not going to be a monster. I'm like you. ready to go, man. I'm ready.
1: I'm ready. Might just go through Rick and Morty again. Nah, no,
0: dude, that show's terrible. No,
1: how dare no, you. you? I watched
0: one. You I watched one episode. I was the worst twenty minutes of my life. I got to be honest with you. That was terrible. I'm sorry you feel that way.
1: I can't believe you like it. It's funny as hell. I'm not going to argue with you in a formal, like, bet capacity,
0: though. It's not for me. It's It's like Jermaine Pratt. (laughs)
1: <laughs> this is not for me more more people would probably side with you than side with me i've very juvenile sense of you
0: that'd, be a, that'd so. be a tough table for you to pound and, and like get supporters for the rick and morty table. Pro-
1: no they got like a really loyal following but it's small so it's
0: like me and nacho libre i get it i know what you're talking about a lot of people think that movie is so stupid and i think it's pure gold see just agree to disagree Yeah,
1: folks come on back tomorrow for takes on takes i might drop a uh Rick and Morty take on Joe for takes on takes, I don't know, but you can drop your takes on us. I'm at grinding the tape. Joe is at the Joe Marino Uh, swing it over to draftnetwork.com and catch up some of our latest and greatest we got great content up even though it's the quote unquote off season, it's always draft season at the draft network. Thanks as always for listening to the draft dudes podcast
0: Hey, you hear that? That's what home field sounds like it's how you know it's time to go for the win. Oh, look at that. What did we just shit? Gambet DC is your home field advantage for sports betting. Bet from almost anywhere in DC with an easy-to-use app and convenient betting locations district-wide. Online, in app, or in person. Get the home field advantage with Gambet DC. Must be 18 or older to bet. Please play responsibly.